first of all, that's awesome how much you've accomplished already, Sterling. How old are you? 18, 18. Amazing. So you made 20k in a year from one business and then a little bit of profit from multiple different ones as well. Yeah. And I have a nine to five job as well where that might have got me 20, 20k. I don't know. But, and I, I really want to leave my nine to five job. But, and another thing I'll say is my dad never gave me any money growing up. Anything I, I, I wanted, I had to go out and figure out a way to get it. And I think that's also a big part of becoming an entrepreneur because if my dad would have just, like when I'm ready for a phone, just give me like the latest phone, give me a car when I need one. I think <laughs> you would just kind of not work for, not work for what you have. But yeah. That's awesome. I think you've started life with a found, foundation that's very secure and it's already created some character inside of you, which is so desirable and valuable. So congratulations on that and the hard work mm -hmm. you've done so far. And now you're saying that you want to stop kind of messing around with these random businesses that don't really mean anything to you and start really narrowing in on something that that feels like a passion and also is profitable, something that you stay in long term. That's exactly right. Because, yeah, like, as I said, I've, I've experimented and I, and I can tell you everything that's wrong about a ton of businesses, but I still haven't seen like success. Like I can tell you don't do drop shipping because you're, you're selling low quality products overpriced with extremely long shipping times. The customers <laughs> are hardly ever happy, you know? So I, I don't really want to be in drop shipping. Uh, I, I didn't want to be in coaching just because of like trying to like get, get on calls with people um, in the evenings and my family's always having people over and they're not really that happy with me always being uh, in my computer in my uh, in the room with the door closed, you know, trying to work. So ultimately I landed on this info product business and it's not really, a, like I'm, I'm fairly certain this can be what will make me successful. I'm just not sure, yeah. If I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to stick with it for a year, two years, three years. And I don't know why that is. Like, I don't want to be the one, I want to be the one that relies on discipline to grow a company and not just motivation. I don't want to just go on to Instagram and just scroll for like five minutes on my motivational reels and then be all hyped up, go do some work and then it falls off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'd say in general, yeah, we want to cultivate discipline. We don't want to rely on motivation, but the the smartest and the most successful people figure out the thing they're motivated for and make that into a success. The thing you're motivated for with discipline is the best case scenario. So discipline is like this, this incredible important skill these days and motivation is seen as this like ucky word. I like to think of it a bit differently. I think motivation is a fantastic thing. I think you should enjoy the thing that you do. I think you should feel motivated for it. And I think if you don't feel motivated for something you do every day, you should probably try to figure out why and make it easier or more fun. Because like, it's valuable to develop discipline, but to live your entire life like not enjoying your day, in my opinion, when the smarter, like you know, that's like this goal here. But the bigger goal is to do the hard work because it's fun like peasants stop here like you know, the other the the, <clears throat> the sigma male he stops here these days it's just oh yeah hard work guys you know this is all that matters guys but you may as well try and make the hard work fun and then you'll just do it for double the hours as the guy who's disciplined and who's only doing it from nine to five if i may if i may ask you 
on when you did your started your YouTube channel, was that your first? Would you say entrepreneur、um, venture, or or was it like yeah? I started entrepreneurship in 2019, and I started by flipping clothes on eBay. So I was like, I was like a reselling clothes, and I did that for about nine months, and I got me like some money through university, and then I then I really went into entrepreneurship. I didn't even consider myself an entrepreneur when I was doing that. I just found a way to make like ten pounds here、wow. and there, which was awesome. And then I really started to look into entrepreneurship, read a few books, and then really started to、um, try a bunch of different businesses. So I, I did dropshipping for a few months, made a little bit of money there. I wrote eBooks, I made a few YouTube videos. I tried to be a rapper. I, I tried making、um, animations, like you know, like little、um, videos where I drew the stick man and it moved. It was just very low budget.、Um, I I tried to learn to code and all these random things, right? I was just trying a bunch of things. I think it's valuable to go through that period of trying things as you have right now, I, because you know, best advice is pick the thing, do the thing for a long term. But it's valuable to go through a couple of months where you try a couple of things first, just to kind of realize what kind of things you like, because. You know, before you go all in on something, you may as well at least try to like experiment with a few things. Now you know a lot about yourself, Sterling, a lot more than what most people would. You're already like ahead of the game, especially when I was 18. You're destroying me. If I was your competition, you would be absolutely destroying me right now. So you should be happy about that. Now you started to learn more about yourself. I'd be asking you a question like, you've got good character. So chances are you could probably become successful in most business ideas, because in the end it's not even about the skill; it's just about the character and the mindset, and you know, like the person, not not actually the business model. So you could do dropshipping and and make some money from that. You could set appointments for salespeople. You could sell a course. You could do essentially anything. This is what once you've built the character, the the <clears throat> the personality, the work habits, productivity, you can start to do anything. So now I'd ask you, Sterling. It's not about which one do you want to do. It's not about the rewards of each business model because in the end they're all just money and status. It's actually about the problems. What problems do you want to solve, and what obstacles would you actually smile through? So the obstacles, like you've said, with dropshipping, dropshipping has the exact same rewards as every other one, money and status. But the the obstacles with it is that. You're selling a terrible product. Your customers don't like you. You don't even know or like your customers. You're just making these disposable websites, these adverts. You're probably just stealing from other people. It's it's a very like you can make money doing it, but the obstacle is that you probably don't have any pride in what you do because you are simply just like the middleman for a poor product. That stupid people have bought at ten times the price just because they they didn't realize that they could get it cheaper on eBay and, and Alibaba. So I'd ask you right now: Is there a business you can think of whose obstacles you'd actually really enjoy? Yes. <laughs> Basically, I want to help younger entrepreneurs. I realize there's not a lot of lucrative in helping younger entrepreneurs. There's not a lot of like high ticket. Ten thousand dollar offers when you're selling to sixteen year olds that are trying to learn how to make money online, but that is what I want to 
what I want to do when we talk purpose. I just want to turn up, help other people see the benefit of becoming an entrepreneur and then give them some resources to help them kind of get the information they need and, and um, you know, move up the ladder maybe a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, like I said, some of the struggles I've been having are just like staying disciplined, I guess. <laughs> and, and that's a funny one. Cause like, I, I guess I have been staying disciplined, even though I don't think I am. Like if I have been doing entrepreneurship for a year and a half, I've been like, I try to do a simple workout plan where it's just a hundred pushups a day. And a lot of workout people will say, Oh, that's bad for you because it's only work working out one thing. What I say to them is if I get a complicated plan, I don't implement it. When I just have a simple 100 push-ups day, I can, I'm able to implement it. And so I, like, if I've done that for the past year, every single day, according to my habit tracker, um, I've worked on these businesses, made a little bit of money, I guess. Um, and then I just, I do watch a lot of people like uh, um, your, your channel, Hamza. I've probably watched all your videos. Iman Gadji, uh, Dan Ko, Alex Hermosi, uh, just names like that. I try to consume their content and think how they think i guess mm. and i realize you're not just gonna wake up one day and be a millionaire it does take a lot it's a it's a marathon it's years it's not just months it's not just weeks um so yeah what marathon do you want to run i mean i want to be an entrepreneur i don't i don't, I don't want to be i don't want to be employed for the for my life i want to be the owner of a company so i just want to run the marathon of bettering myself like one percent better every day you know like in 10 years i just want to want to see the the, the uh, progress i've made and i want my own business basically that generates lots of money <laughs> you want to be an entrepreneur and we're just trying to find what's the the right business model for you and I, I would love when I look at other YouTubers and how they're able to just sit down and kind of talk to the camera. That's that, that I would love to do that. But I've attempted YouTube channels three times with my personal faith. And each time I either got burned out, it just like, like, I think the, I remember if I remember right, the first time I uh, sat down, um, tried to write a script, record the video, and then posted probably four or five. But it's probably my fault. I, I'm lazy. Like I, I don't, I, I don't know how many, how many videos did you make before you even saw a thousand subscribers before you saw 5,000? <laughs> uh, seven months of posting, I think about three times a, a week to get to a thousand. And then another six months or so after that to get to about 5,000. So mine was like relatively slow in some ways. Like some people get to a thousand subscribers in just a few videos. Um, for me, it took me about over a year. It took me about one year and and two months ish, full time YouTube. It's the only thing I'm doing. I'm focused. I'm relentless to get to five thousand. So I did hundreds of videos. Yeah. Well, that was the marathon I wanted to run. Yeah, and, and what do you think about if, let's say, I would start a channel, and I heard you on the call this morning, you told him, these days people don't people don't need a lot of fancy edits, because if you try to compete with everybody on fancy edits, you're going to lose the game every time. 
so you think there is a there is a growing population that just wants somebody sitting down and talking to their camera? One hundred percent. That's I think that's going to become the the rising niche of of YouTube. It's already doing really well. Before you know, the, YouTube goes through like chapters, and it was the pranks. Anyone remember like the prank, like in twenty whatever it was, when everyone's doing like homeless man gets pranked videos or some <laughs> shit, bro. That's a weird. And then it was, um, yeah, like the charitable things, and then it's like the Mr. Beast ones, and they've reigned for a while. But everyone's kind of like bored of that stuff now. You know, the Mr. Beast challenges and it, and the um, the fitness YouTuber challenges. Oh, doing a thousand, you know, eating ten thousand calories. It's all bored now. Like the people who are climbing the most are simply just the synthesizers who are just there with a camera, sat in their rooms, and just kind of telling you about life. And there's people who are who are climbing up the ranks of YouTube and making fantastic businesses because. YouTube's become a lot less about like entertainment for the classical sense of like, oh, you know, here's this like um, this challenge that we're doing. Hee <laughs> Or now it's more about that we're getting entertainment from the fact that we can see someone who's real, that we can kind of invest in their story. You're all here today, not because of my edits or anything like that. You're just here because you were able to like invest in the story of Hamza and into the brand. If suddenly I started to have... You know, if I moved out right now and I, I went to some like fancy recording setup or something, it would lose some kind of vibe. Imagine if I started to wear like a suit for every video, it would lose something that you were able to like relate to. So what I tell people today is like the fastest way to start on YouTube is actually the best way. Grab your phone, record the video, don't even change your clothes or anything and just show the real you. And like this, there's this advice I give all the time, but I don't think people value it as much as they should, which is the game of YouTube is just trying to show as close to 100% of the real you as you possibly can. That's good. That's good. So, so not even like researching a topic, just sitting down and talking. Yeah. To begin with. Yeah. So, because you, you've got to imagine that the videos you first start with are kind of like the empty bar in the gym. It's kind of like the 20kg barbell without any weights. And this isn't how you're going to end up. But you've got to respect the process and think to yourself, yeah, I can lift the empty barbell right now. That's I'll make some progress with that. And the idea is that two years from now or a year from now, you can hit 100kg bench press. Sweet. But there's too many people thinking about the 100 kg bench press right now and thinking to themselves, yeah, like I'm not going to go to the gym unless, you know, I won't be able to bench 100 kg right now. This is what everyone says with their YouTube videos. Like, oh, but I can't, I can't make that video right now. I can't even speak well right now. It's like, it's like a fat guy saying, oh, but I can't bench 100 kg right now. It's like, why don't you just bench less than that? Mm -hmm. And I honestly, YouTube is the, is the marathon that I'm okay with running and that I, I would love to run. Um, I think I would still continue to do several things on the side, like post on my LinkedIn, you know, and grow another brand that I have that doesn't take much work, maybe an hour a day or something. And then just grow. And then, I mean, give YouTube a, a fair shot of like 50 videos, a hundred videos of, cause it, for me, I, I always thought when it, when it comes to growing a YouTube channel, that, that it's based like on how good, how good your videos are. Like if they're not edited right and if they don't sound good then no one's gonna watch them but from what i'm hearing from you and even seeing youtubers that are coming up it's less and less about the qual like every if you're gonna compete on quality that you're not gonna win 
when there's people that, that are Mr. Beast with hundreds of employees doing their edits, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's good for me to think about. Um, yeah. So you said YouTube is the, the marathon you want to go on, but then you want to, you want to do these like side runs as well. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Um, I guess. So I, I, I love the thought of having a YouTube channel. I love the thought of recording a video and making income from, from that. But, um, like there's like, there's another brand I'm building right now where it doesn't have my face involved. And so I can just pay someone to make the videos and then put them out and then direct people to the link in bio that goes to the digital product store. Um, and it just seems like it's going to be profitable in a year from the success I've seen in a month. Um, so I, I don't know if I should say, like, you don't want to be spread too thin. And I feel like I should just continue doing what I'm doing because, uh, also the community that I, I'm from and everything, I think it's better. Uh, a lot of people, they're not okay with being driven by money. They don't like that. <laughs> And so I think it is better long-term for me if I have something that doesn't have my face attached to it. And um, I've heard several people say online that if they would choose a business with income versus fame, it would, I mean, versus having fame and making income or just a business outside with income, they would choose the business outside because fame isn't always like, I think it was Iman that said this, or maybe Iman or Tate, I don't know. But they said the fame is actually not not as fun as you think it is because you can't just go and have a normal meal at a restaurant. You can't just go and have a normal vacation without being, you know, swarmed by people. But um, it's just those things that almost make me hesitant to to take that marathon. I don't know. Mm. Versus just a, a like a business that's just that's making income and that I can just work behind the scenes, you know, growing. But is that something that you'd actually want to continue long term? The YouTube or the other one? The the faceless business. That's the that's the thing. I don't know how how it's going to hold out long term. I feel like YouTube would be very solid long term, like ten years down the road, twenty years down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I basically just need to go do my research and and decide. It's good. It's a good. It's a good. You're putting me on the spot. It's a good, good thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, on YouTube, you can still do a faceless video on that. You don't even need to expose your identity. There's there's quite a lot of of uh, YouTube channels that I've got close to like a million subs, or even there's probably some that you've got above a million subs, where they don't even know who it is. Like the biggest Minecraft YouTuber was called Dream, and no one actually knew what he looked like up until like a year ago or something. He had like millions of subscribers because it it's kind of fun. Like in some ways it will hold you back. But if that becomes your brand as like, Oh, I'm the faceless guy in some ways that like it becomes this novelty thing that people actually start to like. And if you plan to never show your face, cause if you ever start that channel, but then show your face, like a lot of these guys do, which is a huge mistake, then your brand's ruined. So dream did this. And, and I, I saw a video where his brand went downhill after that or something. So you could do that. Like there's a guy in the self-improvement space that, that wears a, um, a mask over. Like he wears like a, like almost like a, what's his name now? Um, 
ski mask duets or something like that. Like he he literally wears like a like a face mask over every video, and he's just being like goofy and everything. And like he's got like two hundred, three hundred k k subs, no, no problem. So wow. I I agree with you. Yeah, that um, fame does have extra problems that a lot of people don't speak about. But what I will say is Alex Samosi tells this story where he he's at a friend's house who's really famous and his friend is telling him about the negatives of the fame that, you know, people have knocked on his house and people have like just sent him letters and everything. And Alex is saying, wait, that's going to be horrible. This is before Alex ever became famous himself. And his friend says, if that's the price I have to pay for the impact that I want, then I'll pay that price every day. If you really do want to have an impact on the world, if you really do want to spread your message, Sterling, and also make a crazy amount of money for it, these days, there's certainly other ways to do that. You can be a faceless person behind a business. They certainly can. But there's a lot of amazing opportunities for the, the fame brand. And let's say with me, like, I'm not, like, famous, famous, but, like, you know, 2 million subscribers and... and um, I could take a holiday. Yeah, like everywhere I go, someone does really recognize me these days, but it's not like I get swarmed. Like I'll go to the gym and for a few days, no one comes up to me, for example, then someone will. And then sometimes like there'll be three people in one day, but it's nice because it's like, I like the people who come up to me because it's just young guys that are going to the gym who, you know, meditate and stuff. It's like, it's nice to meet those kinds of guys. Like, because the beautiful thing about a personal brand is that you really get to be so authentic that you kind of create the kind of person who comes up to you. Now, if you're if you've been creating like monsters, if you've been creating like people you don't like, like imagine it's like these Mr. Beast kind of guys who make videos for kids, and then it's kind of weird and awkward. Fair enough. But when I, I make videos for myself or my younger self, so any guy who comes up to me, it's like he meditates, he's respectful, he's got good character, he goes to the gym, he likes to be disciplined, he's probably works on a business.